This is Daizen Shui X, the podcast, episode 200, for the week of December 6th, 2009. Welcome to episode two motherfucking hundred of Dies and Chewy X the podcast. For those of you listening in live, I did it. I switched over the recap music for episode 200. Now, a lot of people have been saying, Mike, what? This is a great idea. Why don't you do this when you hit 200? Mary, can you remember the first time I told you? That this was my plan. Probably like four years ago. <laughs> it's like, when I hit episode 200, we're going to switch over the music. And I was like, we're hitting episode 200. Crazy guy. It's never happening. Now here we are four years later. Yes. It's, it's episode done. 200. Yep. I've had this plan all along, so everyone is brilliant. This is what's going on. I am so incredibly excited to hit episode 200, and uh, we're going to talk about community this episode, and to really drive that home, we're bringing in all sorts of people from across the country. <laughs> Someone I picked up at midnight Half- last night. Halfway across the country. Halfway across the country. Hujio from Konstantai, you are here. I'm here. I'm live in person. How's it feel? Whoa. It feels good. This is, I, can, I can look you in the eyes yes, and, and yes. talk. This is so different. <laughs> than uh, staring at my computer monitor. Right, with your headphones and yes. occasionally just not... And my wife wandering over and talking to me and playing Minesweeper. Right, and, right. You know. Very different. All that fun stuff that I do while podcasting. Yeah, yeah. And now I can't do that, so... It's excellent. Yeah, you have to actually pay beer. attention. I know. Damn it. That's true. You do get beer. Thanks to Bryce. <laughs> also joining us, uh, not quite as far away, driving up, Corey. Hey, you're here in person, man. Yes, I am. Once again. Welcome. Thank you very much. Uh, I too get to gaze lovingly into your beautiful eyes. Uh, We'll see. At least I'm not gazing. (laughs) Well, I had to take it a step further, you know. Thank you for joining us. You don't have a website, but uh, you're you're a part of our community. I help out. Got Mary as well. Yeah. I just live here, so (laughs) I didn't have to travel very far. I had to take a couple steps. Yes. Up the steps. I've got you. My name is Mike (laughs) Vegito EX. That's all right. He can cough over. That's right. I can't edit it out because Take it's actually it. all in the same audio recording. Oh, shame on you. I know, I know. Also joining us on the couch over here. The live studio audience. <laughs> <laughs> Bryce, say hello from afar. Hello from afar. <laughs> and <laughs> Jeff as well, hey. I'm not really here. Okay, I am. <laughs> Oh, I, I really don't even know where to go this episode. We're gonna I'm see not, how long. Well, I'm I not think, I think we go to the people to the news. Is that how we? the show works? All right, <laughs> we are gonna do a relatively normal show. We're gonna have news. We're gonna have a topic, and we have some great emails and forum posts to go through. And then when we're done here, we are heading off to a party to celebrate the fact that we're recording this right now. Woo! Yeah. Oh, and, and you forgot the highlight of the episode. Yes. The contest? Yes. We are giving away a Dragon Box and Raging Blast, but I'm going to tell you right now, we are giving away more than what I just said over there. Uh, it's actually on camera right now. If you pay really close attention, you can see what's in this room that we're giving away. Except it's all in, you know, some of it's in wrap. That's so. fine. It's on camera. <laughs> That's all so you're giving away like two wrap. things of bubble wrap? <laughs> yes, I'm giving away bubble wrap. Does that come with it? <laughs> yes. So, uh, anyone have any random stuff they want to get out of the way before we hit up a... <laughs> We've been doing stuff for like an hour. We have been doing stuff for an hour. Oh, really? That's not recorded know. on the show, though. I thought it was just Bryce. So, no one's getting any stuff? Well, I flew in last night. You did, and thank you very much for picking me up. No problem. I, I really Easy did trip. not want to sleep at the airport. The bed was much nicer. I changed spark plugs. <laughs> I read about that at one thirty in the morning in the dark to be here. I'm impressed. 
Why, thank you. Mary, what did you do? I didn't know such fine-tuning on my automobile. Well, Mary Mary came with you and picked me up. I did. That's true. I didn't know I was, actually. I said, Mary, let's get in the car. We're going. I was like, I was going to sleep. I didn't like the idea of you driving but so I didn't far get, away. But I didn't get stuck in Chicago. That's so fantastic that you did I not get stuck it. at O'Hare. I basically stood around for about 10 minutes, and then my next flight boarded, and I left. Imagine Sweet. that. All right, enough of this nonsense. Let's just transition right into some news. Well, the big news of the week is uh, Dragon Ball is 25 years old. Woo! So the podcast turns four. The yes. website is going on 12. Holy but Dragon crap. Ball's got that beat by double. 25 years. So Dragon Ball is better than you. Dragon Ball is better than me, yes. I'm That's glad good to you know. made that clear. So weekly jump number 51, December 3rd, 1984. First chapter of Dragon Ball came out in Japan. What else can you say about it? That's crazy. Anyone have any uh, memories of reading the first chapter of Dragon Ball back in 1984? <laughs> yes. Oh, gosh, I remember when that came out, and I hadn't learned to read yet, but it was awesome. I was eight months old, and somehow I was right. reading in Japanese, of course. <laughs> well, of course. You know, I mean, how else would you? All right, we're done. They're moving on. <laughs> Next bit of news, Raging Blast has some downloadable content. We're actually a little behind on this. Started a couple weeks ago. They're doing it every two weeks. It's free. It is nothing other than customized versions of characters in the game that you can just do on your own. But they're offering it up for free. That is uh, very exciting for people who don't want to put in the time to do it. Anyone have any thoughts on that? We're enthralled with Jeff <laughs> with the gooseneck. Last bit of news, Heath, this isn't even Dragon Ball related, but people have been not asking me why I'm not covering it. Well, it's not about Dragon Ball, but you're trying to pull in extra traffic from people. Yes. So you talked about I'm it. I'm a big cheater. Yes, like you cheat. That. Tell me about Gia. Oh, okay. Gia is a collaboration between Toriyama and I cannot remember his name off the top of my head. <laughs> you have any you idea? He, he, did, he did DNA. <laughs> Square. Oh, okay, and, that guy. Uh, he has uh, Zetman running now in Weekly Young Jump, so it should be pretty good. They recently released another one in uh, 2000. This is my site, Mike. Read I'm looking at it. It's uh, Katsura Masakazu. Yes, that would be the guy. There you go. Constantine is good for uh, something every once in a while. Well, thank you. <laughs> yes. We try. We strive for excellence and fail. What do you... <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to say about it? Anything else? Um, not really. I'm looking forward to it. The artwork looks pretty nice on the only one image that we've actually seen of it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think it, it's supposed to be based off of the last one that they did together. So okay. it should be pretty good, I think. I, I'm not sure if I'll pick it up. But right. It's got if nothing to Dragon Ball. No, no uh, we're done talking. Yeah. There's nothing to Dragon Ball. No, I'm just I don't saying, care anymore. I will give it to Jake, and I'll have him translate right. it so I can read it. And I'll <laughs> be about it. You've got your own little Julian to do that I stuff know, for you. I know. It's so nice. That's uh, the news for the week. Other than Dragon Ball turning 25, it's been a pretty slow week. So, uh, Which is actually nice. It is nice. I've enjoyed it. I'm glad when I don't have to update every day. I know. I'm glad when I don't have to wait for you to update things. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, right. I don't have to see you two circle jerk on Twitter about who beat who to the punch. <laughs> That's right. It's kind of nice for me, too. Speaking about circle jerking with each other, let's talk about community here. <laughs> I figured it would be appropriate for episode 200 to celebrate not just the show itself, but all of the people here that make it enjoyable for us. We're going to talk to Julian later on in the episode with something I've already recorded, uh, and you're going to hear a little bit about that as well. We basically concluded that we would not still be fans, at least not to this level, and enjoy working on so many things, were it not for 
our community. And that's not just the people on our own forum, but it extends everywhere. It's so many people loving the show still and doing so many creative things with it. They really keep us going. So that's what I wanted to talk about this episode and bring in people that uh, make it enjoyable for us. So we have Heath here. We have Corey here. You guys, I've pulled in endlessly to talk about various things. You were on the show just two episodes ago, actually, talking about the Dragon Box. And here you are in person. You're people I've invited into my home because of Dragon Ball. And I, I think that says a lot. It's kind of frightening. You're crazy. I am crazy. I mean, Corey could have a gun right now. He could. <laughs> I don't have a gun, damn it. <laughs> but first, I'd like to start with Mary. Oh, no. Talk about community. Because okay. you are not heavily involved. No. And you have very different viewpoints on this from the rest of us. Mm-hmm. So what do you think and feel about communities, forums, chats, all that kind of stuff? Why can people not talk to you? Well, one, my computer hasn't turned on for months, okay. so I, I haven't gone on anything in quite some time. I used to be heavily involved in forums and chats and everything like that, but it took over a huge part of my life, and I had to give it all up cold turkey because it was negatively affecting my brain on so many levels and my professional work. Like I would just be so preoccupied with the community and, oh my god, I have to post a response to like everything, and I have to make new threads, and I have to monitor the chat that... I didn't want to invest that much effort into it, especially when most of the time back then in the early 2000s, people act like jerks. So I just cut myself off completely. And, you know, I'll make a post on your forum maybe twice a year. Right. That's about it. So, I mean, I'm sure people are very lovely if you look in the right places and if you have a lot of patience, but I don't have a lot of patience. And it's not that my love for Dragon Ball is, like, diminished well, to the point I that I don't you. care. I mean, you do the show weekly. Mm-hmm. You don't always love talking about it, but I can see it in your eyes when we get on a fun subject and you do enjoy it and you genuinely do enjoy talking about it. Mm-hmm. But I can see that you don't want to take it anymore to that extent. Yeah, I don't want to, I don't necessarily care about taking it to the next level. I mean, I've got AMVs for that. That's my taking it to the next level. You've got your show and your site. Mm-hmm. I've kind of run the course with my website. So, you know, that's as far as I can take that. But it doesn't change the fact I still love the show. I just don't need a community to thrive on just to validate my love for the show. Do you think that's what a lot of it is for people where they need to have things validated no, for them? No, not necessarily. I think okay. they just like going on forums and chats more than I do because I don't, people can kind of. I guess brush off negative comments and brush off flame wars. I take it all very personally and seriously. And for my own mental health, I just have to get detached. That makes sense. Yeah. Corey, let me ask you. You don't run a website. No. You just hang out with us. Pretty so much. what is it about the show and other people that makes it enjoyable or maybe not enjoyable? I don't know. Why do you hang out on Daizenshu EX and all of our related friends' sites and stuff? I think I can kind of uh, take a cue from what Mary was saying with, you know, back in the early 2000s, late 90s. You know, yeah. it was very... Uh, it was different. Turbulent. Um, I remember even with your site in particular, before this latest rehaul, you had a free message board on your site. Which I sure was, did. Which was chaotic as hell yeah oh man i kind of blocked that from my memory i mean that's how thing that's how bad things kind of got that there's like years where i simply don't remember anything and i also have a bad memory but i really don't remember a lot of the horrible stuff like the hacking on your forums and 
staying up for hours, you know, in your dorm room trying up, yeah. to clean stuff up. I mean, that was not good times. Well, I started it 12 years ago, and that was Tenkai. That was just some easy boards thing. I mean, exactly. none of us knew how to do anything properly oh, yeah. at first. It's just, so I think, between so different. I think between the time that Planet Namek closed and mm-hmm. the time that you opened up the current version of the website with yeah. the form and everything, that was pretty much the only form I was acclimated with because... Mm-hmm. Yours was one of the few sites I still went to that was actually updated on any sort of regular basis. I did pretty much what she's talking about, and I took time off where I didn't really visit anything really in a uh, in terms of contributing. And then I think I signed up, and it wasn't really until maybe the Dragon Box releases and the season sets I started kind of getting back into it. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it's for me, it's just always been kind of fun to get out there, and it's... Granted, it's a lot of times hard to find someone that kind of gives you uh, constructive feedback, but it's nice to get on there, share what I know, have people come out and maybe correct me on some things, refine my knowledge, and maybe just sort of have almost like a symbiotic relationship with the community. That's what I get from a lot of your posts. I can tell that you don't take things personally. Uh, I've seen a lot of conversations with you. For example, um, K17, who's in Japan. Mm There have been some conversations recently about accuracy of colors and print masters and film and what i get from a lot of your posts are well i'm not entirely sure about that but i'd love to learn more i genuinely want for lack of a better phrase to be schooled and truly understand what it is i'm talking about yeah because i mean one of the things that's always been to me the most detrimental in any community but especially in the dragon ball community is you know people have this sense of uh believing that they already know everything And to me, you know, my personal, you know, uh, investment to try and go towards against that rather is to come out and say, this is what I think. This is what I have to back it up. If you've got something else that's credible, throw it out there. I'm always willing to learn Mm -hmm. because if you close your mind off to it and you always think that you're just the gospel source of something, then you come off as an ass, really. Right. And we've got plenty of those. (laughs) Heath, let me ask you. You're someone who runs a website. When did you start Content Time? Uh, we started Constant High in 2006, I believe. 2005. Yeah. Why Don't did make you up start? your mind? <laughs> May 29th, 2005. Okay. Why did you start your website? Things got a little turbulent there for a while, kind of like Mary talked about, and I pretty much had only followed Planamic and a couple other key sites mm-hmm. like yours and 3G. I just kind of left for a little while, and when I came back, there were just so many websites that were still around just offering free downloads of all sorts of stuff. All the information was recycled. There's nothing really good out there, and I really just thought, hey, you know, I've got these Dysentu and all this other stuff. I, I think I can do better than this, mm-hmm. and that's really where it came about, and I just happened to run into people that wanted to work with me and, and do stuff, and I really love answering questions. Yeah. I, I really like the the unknown and like Corey mentioned a lot of people in the community and, and you know not everyone but a lot of people come off as I know everything you know I heard this from a friend so it has to be fact right and I really like to just set the record straight and I never go into a discussion saying hey you know what I know this and I'm way better than you I it's always been a I just want to inform you I want you to know what's actually happening this is what the book actually says well that's the thing I think what you and I do a lot is we'll answer a question right we'll provide a link to the source or we'll provide the scan itself right to show where this comes and from you'll find that a lot on Constantine and then even on the forums when uh, I post things there's a link or a picture or I'll actually go get the book myself and scan it for you if it's something that we don't have mm-hmm. up I'll go, you know, grab a screenshot 
and do what I can to just try to answer the question. And I think that's really been helpful. And that's so far what I've really gotten out of being on the forums. And I think you can kind of notice if you even look at my post count, Mm -hmm. I'm only at what, 900, I think, something like that. And I've never posted for the post count. I'm not a man, I got to get to 5,000 or get way up there. And it's just really odd because I only have 900, but I think I joined the forums three days after you open them. Right. So <laughs> I was like the 15th person to register. You know, it's it, it takes me back that we've been actually around doing this this long. Which Let is me dive kinda... into your psyche a little more. Okay. What do you really get out of contributing? If you... See, that's the thing. I think a lot of people, the internet is all about self-validation. I've talked about this in some of the work I do. All the social networking sites that are out there, they're all created for the specific purpose of providing positive feedback. You're always liking something or responding to someone. Everything that you do shows that you're out there, you're doing something, I exist. So in creating all of this content and responding to people, do you see yourself doing a similar thing, but kind of on your own initiative where I don't want to say that you and I do our sites to prove that we exist and are awesome? For me, yeah, it's more of a self-gratification kind of thing. And a lot of what's what started with Constantai was, you know, the information. It was all about information. We didn't even have any real content. Like, we have a picture archive now, but mm-hmm. that wasn't around when we started. It was just, here are some information pages, episode guide, right, manga guide. Right. We eventually delved into the Dysentiu, and it was so much information that we wanted to get out there because there was so much that was going around that was completely wrong, made yeah. up. We thought the community kind of wanted a little more than that, or we thought it should have, whether people wanted it or not. Mm-hmm. That's really where it all started. And for me, it's more of a self-gratification thing. Now, am I going to be doing this a couple of years from now? I have don't know. no idea. Right. You know, you know, I've talked about that. We don't know where we're going. No, I mean, no. You're married. I'm married. You're moving. Yes. Life happens. Too fast. <laughs> oh, shut up, says the single guy. <laughs> Do you find that some of the stuff you create on the site is for your own purpose? An example I'll give you is I made the DVD guide because I wanted to easily be able to find episodes. That is definitely 100% true. Um, I think most of the stuff that's actually on the site was for my reference alone. Yeah. And it was more of a, hey, I have this. I might as well throw it up and other people can use it. I've gotten a lot out of it because all the information is there Mm -hmm. and... You know, I I try to be as thorough as I can, and Jake really helps me out on that. And we always, you know, cite any information where it comes from, and we try to make sure that if you want it, it's there. And if it's not, well, you can go look up the source, and it it should be there. And a lot of it is for my own reference, where uh, the DVD guide, a lot of that, like you mentioned, Mm -hmm. for me, that was my own reference. And a lot of it is even more documentation Mm. so that I just remember when things happen, like dates and whatnot. Right, right. I use a lot, especially the Daisenshu guide. Mm-hmm. I, I look stuff up in there a lot. Well, the guidebook guide. I think mm-hmm. is what the guide, guide. Data, data book guide. <laughs> we wanted to call it the guidebook guide, but I thought that was a little redundant. So <laughs> we went with data book guide. Yeah, a lot of it is for my own sake to look things up. Now, it's there for everybody. And right. so that's what's nice about Constanti, mm-hmm. I think. And your site does the same thing. Right. Especially with music. <laughs> I use that all the time yeah. to look music up. I'm glad. See, that's another thing where I did create it for myself. And I think this conversation is starting to come off a little bit like, oh, our section is so great. We do some great work. 
But I, and well, while we well, probably think that, <laughs> I, I do know for a fact that between the two of us, we do genuinely use our own material that much. And we are very yes. happy if someone else can find some value in it. Isn't that at least validates the time we put into it other than well, just for ourselves? Yeah, and I, I like going on the forums and seeing someone ask a question and then somebody else just saying, well, yeah, it's answered on this page over here. And they just give a link to your side or my side. Mm-hmm. And it really, you know, I don't think it takes too much away, but I think it's really nice that there's credible evidence out there, especially with scans or pictures, mm-hmm. to, to really back up your statement. In the interest, I, I don't know how to phrase this. I don't want to, someone used the phrase circle jerk already, we'll stick with that. <laughs> I don't want to circle jerk over our form too much because there are, I don't want to say negative things. We've shied away so much from talking negatively about communities. That's not the image I want to go with. That's not the image I want to portray about our own form because it's not true. But where I want to go a little bit is outside of Daizen Shui X. I mean, you guys don't have a forum. Basically got it covered. You just hang out with us and well, you've got your comments. And- it, it, that's the reason we don't have a forum, actually. <laughs> uh, when we first started, uh, we had a forum for about a month, and I think there were three people on it, and I said, you know what? This is too much work. I'm going to let Mike do it. <laughs> and we, everyone that's worked on Content Eyes over on Daisenshu X right. forums anyway. So And Herms is usually posting this content there before Yeah, before he even sends it to me. So <laughs> it's really nice because I get to see it and go, Oh, that's what you've been working on. <laughs> Why don't you send that to the site so we can put it up? Corey, let me go over to you then, uh, because Mary's not interested in seeking out these <laughs> kinds of places. Yeah, why doesn't Temple of Trunks have a forum? I used it to. Did. Oh, God. Oh, that's it was right. just that a nightmare. Was way back. Oh, I had several forums. We went through several iterations, and like I said, it just became, I don't know, I take everything just so personally on the internet that, again, it was affecting my mental health, so I just got rid of all of it. <laughs> I was like, honestly, fuck the community. I have to care about my own brain. Yeah. And I had too much of an ego trip to turn over the reins to like, actually, no, I think I did turn over the reins to other people. I, again, I don't remember the early 2000s. I think I was like stoned all the time or something. It's weird. But, we black out so much of it just because there was so much stuff going on. Yeah. And it's tough to well, remember. They, you know, they always say and... you remember the good times. Right. And, right. You know, that's just what happens. All right, let, Corey. So what I want to ask you is, what were you looking for when you're looking for a place to discuss this stuff and get some engaging conversations? What were you seeing out there? I don't want to name other sites because our goal here is not to talk smack about anyone. There may be some great places we don't know about. We can't give them the attention because we don't know. So what were you seeing out there, if you were even looking, that wasn't your ideal community? I, I think one of the main things I was running into a lot was a complete lack of any sort of moderation. You know, a lot of uh, just horrible flame wars breaking out over meaningless stuff. Um, at least stuff to me that seemed to be kind of completely off the topics of an actual conversation that would be constructive. Uh, a lot of stuff that just sort of degenerated with um, feuds in between people that preferred one version of the show versus another, which I know happens irregardless, it seems like, in the oh, community. Yeah. But there's, you know, at certain points you can rein it in with, you know, some sort of moderation, whereas these were just full-out flame wars. Mm-hmm. Definitely... I- Something that I've run into a lot of other places is a uh, hatred and all honesty of people that would go with the original Japanese version. A lot of people do, uh, with a lot of animosity, actually defend the English version and kind of uh, ostracize anyone that doesn't follow that particular iteration of the show. And I know you and I, we will all agree, if you like something, that's great. Mm-hmm. And none of us here 
like Funimation's English dub and probably take it even further than that in a lot of cases. But I, I like to think that we may not agree and how do I want to phrase it? Agree to disagree? Agree to disagree. I think that's a great way to put it in, in a lot of cases where we'll say, you know, you really dig that music. I think the Dragon Box is a, a great example of it where we say, yeah, it really sucks you didn't get your definitive version of the show. I will agree with you that that sucks. And we'll try to take the conversation in a different direction. At least those of us here, we're not saying, ha ha, you little dicks, look what you lost. Well, see, that's kind of why I don't go on forums, because I would go that far. Mm. I would be that asshole and be like, ha ha, you guys. <laughs> we need to bring Mary back. <laughs> well, I mean, we, we did take the brisk kind of standpoint of saying, yeah. hey, you know, we, we're not fans of it. Yeah, it sucks that you didn't get it on this release, but look at the past, you know, arguably the past 14 years of releases have been geared towards, you know, a demographic that does prefer the English version. So it's kind of one of those things where this feels like the first real version of the show that's being marketed towards, I guess, the Japanese version like, fans. Like they're acknowledging <laughs> that you exist. Yeah, exactly. And and it, it takes it back to the whole validation thing. Yeah. And we I kind mean, of want that every once in a while, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, people have made the counter-argument, and I understand this, that, you know, the uh, the Japanese fans have gotten everything that the English fans have gotten in North America, but my whole argument was the actual marketing of the show <laughs> was very obviously from the cover art to the uh, menus to everything was obviously set towards people that were fans of their actual dubbed production mm -hmm. so because like up until we got the dragon box i mean we've never seen translated titles except in subtitles for the episodes yeah it's like, true written out uh, one nod we did get it was the entire treatment of the original dragon ball tv series the performances and script aside the show at least retained its ori original japanese music and the menus on those discs had that music so that was like this one separate quasi side area where we got something. By then, I had already jumped the Funimation ship, so I didn't right, actually right, know right. that. Well, to take it away from dub stuff, that's not something we want to harp on. That's not really a conversation we want. Oh to, yeah, that was just the anymore. one thing I was kind of pointing out with the community. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of that's what I want to talk to you about, Heath. The we speak English. We live in North America. Yes, we do. What we primarily visit and read are English speaking websites. Sure, there'll be some from Australia. You know, the Madman forums are out there, places like that. Is it a stretch to say that today, in 2009, the majority of English-speaking Dragon Ball fans are fans of Funimation's English dub? Wow, Is that's that a, that's the majority of the types of communities you'll run into? I would probably have to say yes. Just from the, the standpoint of seeing all the fans out there and what they discuss, mm -hmm. I think that's a, a good indication that a lot of English-speaking fans mostly follow just English dubs, mm -hmm. in a sense. I don't think it's rare that they switch over to the subs and just to, you know, see what's going on. I know there was a, a big discussion a while back. I think Corey got involved with the, the subs and how a lot of people just don't like to read them. Mm -hmm. And so... I guess if you're from that standpoint, then and that's what the majority goes by, then sure. Well, not only that, but something I would argue is looking at, for instance, Amazon, which would be, I would oh, think, okay. would be almost kind of a non-biased yeah. point. Because, I mean, I it's exactly just a retailer. You look at the majority of the reviews, and, you know, you do have probably one of us, in all honesty, going on there and posting what we think is a factual assessment of the product. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people will come on, like, Dragon Box 2 won't be out till February. Already it's got, like, a two-star rating because two people have rapid-fired one-star reviews saying, oh, it doesn't have the dub music 
music, it sucks. Right. It's like, okay, that doesn't really, it's not helping anybody, but it does, I guess, give outsiders at least a perspective of what version is dominant in the North American market. What I do want to make clear is that's not to say that our community wasn't the same way 10 years ago. I think a lot of it is karma in some ways. Some of the bullshit that we dealt out as the immature high school and college kids working on our sites and stuff. (laughs) It sucks, but I think it's biting us on the ass in some ways, and it's tough to want to be the better man and not dish it in return. Well, it's true. I mean, people will bring things out, and they're so obviously... It's it's kind of like fighting against someone who has something that's deeply rooted that they'll never change their mind on. Mm-hmm. I mean, you want so obviously to go out there with some form of logic and try and have an intelligent, you know, debate with them, but you're kind of just cut off at the knees. So, Corey, before I was asking you about the types of conversations you saw out there, mm-hmm. and you mentioned uh, just flame wars, and maybe mm-hmm. some of that was Funimation dub fueled, maybe some of it wasn't that's uh, and just then, a lot of what you saw yeah you would just have taking it completely away from that you'd have uh <laughs> the fandoms kind of butt heads you know mm-hmm. um one of the most popular ones is the whole superman versus goku thing <laughs> right right that i think has just completely been played out mm-hmm. over the past decade yes we have some similarities yes we know etc but it gets kind of old and the posts wouldn't even be constructive it would just be quite frankly retarded <laughs> Keith, let me ask you, what other types of conversations have you seen out there that were the kind of things that drove you away from wanting to participate in those communities? Well, a lot of them have really been battle powers, power levels. I've never been into that. Mm -hmm. It's just something that's never piqued my interest. And for those that like that, that's great. But I really avoid those. And there are communities out there that almost every single post, that's all it's about. Mm-hmm. And their discussion. Just don't really join those communities because it, it doesn't interest me. I also try to avoid the ones of, you know, Japanese people all sound like little kids and mm-hmm. I hate that Goku's voiced by a woman and all those sorts of things. And it, well, it just you're taking really it drives me away. Back but again those, to right. pro dub stuff. So everything you know, I'm I, hearing from you and But it wasn't so much pro dub as much as yet yeah, that's great that you like the dub but while i like the dub i'm gonna sit back and bash the japanese version mm-hmm. which, which was more of i've always been in the mindset if you like the dub that's great and i will support you because for me i just don't like the dub and that's a personal thing and i can't change that and i can't change other people's personal preferences i don't like going to a community where i can't really say what my personal preference is without just getting flamed the entire time it's and not and not actually having a real discussion that's constructive it seems like we cannot escape this all coming back to a Funimation dub of the show. What is well, it that's doing this to us, trying to talk about community? It's just, it's always been a clash. And when I say always, I don't mean like all the way back when they started bringing Dragon Ball Z to the States in North America. There was a point where they basically just divided the community on their own and said, we're going to push you guys aside for a while, which turned out to be 15 years. And... <laughs> You know, we're just going to cater to this side for a while, and we'll get back to you guys when we need to. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people took offense to that when, especially nowadays, when you see series and the way they're handled, and the Japanese is all left in intact, the original score is kept. And that's more of just a change in the industry itself than anything. But from the the get-go... It, it was a big issue that a lot of fans had, especially the fans that started out liking the Japanese show before it even came to the States. Yeah, we had actually, 
Uh, Heath and I had actually talked about this a few nights ago. The interesting thing was, if you look way, way back at the fandom when it first started, probably arguably when the internet communities were first being formed, yeah, yeah, you had the ocean version, which was pretty much people could complain against for one reason. Uniformity across the board was that it was censored. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had, even if people were just looking for a show where people beat the shit out of each other, it had a lot of ridiculous censorship. Then we all got into that thing where we were waiting for the third season to air, it was kind of a, this is going to be the make or break deal. A lot of people had their hopes up, thought that maybe it would give us a more uh, true to form uh, version of the series. And I think when that turned out to be even more of a push away, mm, okay. I think that was kind of the uh, crucial moment where the division occurred and it just widened as time went on. I also think it kind of goes in conjunction with just general anime fandom dubs versus subs because back then we it's still had VHS over. releases where you had to choose between do you want your dub tapes or your sub tapes and DVDs started coming out and mm. you know, you've got this choice but I think in Dragon Ball it's even more pronounced because the two different versions are so disparate. People will <laughs> take issue and say no, they are not two different shows. The the underlying story is exactly the same. I get that, but sometimes the script is altered enough that it's just so goofy. Not that the Japanese version isn't goofy. Yeah, but. and the characterizations and stuff like that. I mean, it seems like, I mean, yeah, it's not as crazy as, say, was it Motocross that was completely redone and Motocross renamed? Motocross or Macross? Macross. I don't know. I've never, <laughs> I've never, I've actually never watched it, so I just know the history of the well, changes. Well, let, let's stop. We are still talking about Funimation's dub. <laughs> then why are you stopping us? I, I am right now dividing a community, our community. I think it defines the community. To like does. such a huge extent, and that's unfortunate. I agree with you entirely. You're placing blame, but I, I think we're all stereotyped. Even if we are fans of the Japanese version, I think mm-hmm. if you tell someone you like Dragon Ball, they kind of think, "Oh, well, that has a crazy bad online community. You must be a jerk who likes bad dubs, and you just like nonsense where people or beat even, each other up." Or even beyond that, it's like you know, people will go, "Oh, I've seen that before." You know, it's you know, really kind of grating. You know, is the response mm-hmm. I've gotten from people because it does, you know, definitely the English version is kind of a flashing lights in your face. You know, who was it? Uh, someone on the board had posted, you know, kicks to the head, fuck yeah, America. You know, I mean, it's, it's true. I think, I think it's just not yeah. the English version, but I think the online community paints a bad image of Dragon Ball fans in general. I think so too. If you go to. I'm sorry I'm being so negative. No, Ooh, this, no. Was supposed, this was supposed to be a happy community. This is the feel good show of the year, well, have, ladies have and you gentlemen. Seen- the review of the Dragon Box on Anime News Network. I have. Yeah. Let's actually talk about this because the person who wrote the review, Penguin Truth, <laughs> Michael, he is someone who posts on our forum. He is a fan of the show. And I actually ended up responding in that thread. Oh, you did? There are people claiming, oh, he's just he's biased. Bashing. Uh, he's bashing. It's fun to get on the Dragon Ball bandwagon of bashing the show. <laughs> and I said, guys, you all post together on my forum talking about the show. You're all fans, including Michael Penguin Truth. And I think, let's just, I'm going to say, I think Dragon Ball fans, ourselves included, are all far too hypersensitive. Everything is taken personally, and I think we're all guilty of it at times. That's why I had to get out. Right. If you say anything that is factual or critical or any way that does not shine a perfect light on be it an English cast member or be it a Japanese cast member someone takes that as you spit on my mother's grave and it's a personal offense oh look at what you posted just a couple of weeks ago when uh is it Chris Rager the uh voice actor for Mr. Satan mm-hmm 
when he was in the accident, I read the post personally, not having any sort of attachment to English version as, you know, we wish him well. But then people came out of the woodwork because they went on the defensive and said, well, you made a reference to, even though you're not a fan of the Funimation version, mm-hmm. and it turned into something where people were almost implying that you were wishing him harm because he was affiliated with a production that you weren't a fan of. Right. So, I mean, that would be a, ver- a example of some of the hypersensitivity that's out there. Stuff that's never even intended to be even remotely inflaming turns into mm-hmm. this well, whole... Well, I think part of that is something that, you know, happens a lot within the community where people read what they want to read yeah. and, and and they take it the way they want to take it and not really in context. And sometimes there's there's really nothing you can do about it, but it seems to happen quite often. How about some examples of the Japanese version side of things? We're placing a lot of emphasis on dub fans mm-hmm. taking things personally. Are there any examples where... Maybe it was one of us or someone else in general, just a fan of the original Japanese version, took something or takes something to heart. The classic example is Masako Nozawa is voiced by a woman. Mm-hmm. And there's always <laughs> a long tirade of I, I why is this what did I say? I, you said Masako. I think she's always she I think herself. she's always voiced by a woman personally. <laughs> there's always a response saying, Why is this a problem? And my response is always typically it never even entered my head that that would not be okay, or that was not normal, or this should be different. And I think because they expect a manly man voice to come out of right. Goku. And, well, and then it goes front, against their cultural norms of what a butch fighting man should a, sound the like. The same respect of, of fans saying, well, Freezing the English dub was by a woman, so mm-hmm. it's the difference. Right, and, right. And then you get in a lot of those arguments, and those are always really fun. What other hypersensitive things happen? It, there's, It all comes back... I hate this. It comes well, back to Funimation's English dub. It's a music it, change. It's voices change. See, I can actually voice one thing that's come into play, and I know all three of us and oh possibly all four of us have been involved to some degree, is uh-huh. the actual appearance of the show itself. You know, a yeah, lot of people, yeah. a lot of people will voice that it looks old, that it has, you know, excessive grain, you know, stuff, stuff that's visual about it where, you know, all of us, I think, have done our homework and know why it looks the way it right. does. Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen cell-based because animation from the 80s, you know, like you said, the manga version started in 84, the anime started in 86. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you're looking at stuff that's, you know, 20 plus years old in a lot of cases. And Well, Mike, and you're going to hate me for bringing this back around. <laughs> That's fine. But, um, you know, I think that part of it really goes back to the very beginning where Dragon Ball Z was never presented as something from Japan. And most fans in the U.S. and North America had no idea that it was. That's even where it came from. We, we have talked about this. And all of a sudden, this show shows show. up. Yeah. And, oh, wow, this looks like crap. But Did they just draw this? part of Dragon and, Ball 2. I mean, yeah. yeah. Dragon Ball, I'm sorry, Dragon well. Ball Z doesn't seem very Japanese. Right. We don't have ninjas. It's all right. space and Japanese aliens. music and... The occasional kanji appears. But... Right. And then, and then you have the whole Funimation going in and, and trying to pretty it up, I guess, mm-hmm. if, if you can call it pretty, and and try to make it more presentable to a digital age audience. Mm-hmm. That That's great and all, and if people like that, that, that's good. But I've always been a little offended when it, like Corey mentioned, comes to how the show looks and you see zoomed in shots on cells and you can really tell that the pencil hasn't really touched the paper there on the outline of the character or mm-hmm. things are colored in weird and i know tanuki likes to post a lot of images where hey they didn't color in his eyebrows <laughs> right. there's or, an arm missing <laughs> you know and that's just you know it was all manual labor back then sitting down 
with pieces of paper and drawing this stuff out, they didn't have computers to sit around. And I think a lot of people are just really spoiled with that. And I'll even admit, I'm a little spoiled with that because I love watching things in HD. Well, the funny thing is, even if you look at Kai with the stuff they've been reanimating, you know, tracing, even then you can point out faults with the digital era. I mean, it's always, you're always going to have problems when the human factor is, you know, in the equation. Well, and when we reviewed Kai, we all mentioned that it really looks like really bad flash drawing. Yeah, and the reanimated scenes. Yeah, yeah. and so you can also come at it from a different standpoint. I think of well, just look at the digital, how it really doesn't match up. And I think maybe just from when all of us were born, you know, that's what was around at the time. That's even in the states what we grew up with. We grew up with Ninja Turtles, where the voices weren't consistent from episode to episode, Mm -hmm. and and just the drawing style, and it was all you know from Disney. That's how Disney animated everything. Mm -hmm. So it really gives it a almost a nostalgia effect. I think you can take it from there. Let's take it away from any more negativity because, like we said, that's not what we wanted to focus on. And I, I think that just makes for a more interesting conversation, at least from the people talking about it. I don't know how it's going to sound when you listen to it. We may have gotten to a point where people tune out saying, wow, Dragon Ball fans really suck. They nitpick. They hate everything. It is that to some degree. So let's celebrate stuff. Obviously, the cure for all of this is more alcohol. I I agree. We're getting there. Hey, Bryce, there's a fridge downstairs. (laughs) Yes, Yes. please. Yes, please. Yes, Bryce. (laughs) So, let's... uh, We're coming off of Thanksgiving, 25th anniversary of Dragon Ball. Let's go around and I'll say something we are thankful for with the community of Dragon Ball. Mary, I'm going to put you on the spot first. As someone who is not heavily active in the community... Mm -hmm. But you still talk about it every week, and you still enjoy it in some capacity. She's thankful for you, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) Dragon Ball brought us together. Yeah. What are you thankful for? Maybe that's your answer. I don't know. Yeah. um, I guess I'm thankful for fans who don't take it too seriously. I mean, I think there's definitely something to be said for wanting to learn everything you can and inform people, and that's great. I guess my personal community with my own site. (laughs) Thank Thank you, you, Bryce. I don't know. I mean, Templar Trunks existed to kind of make fun of Dragon Ball, even though I love it. So I like the people that kind of appreciate being able to poke fun at the show because you love it. So I'm thankful for fans who don't take it so seriously and can enjoy a good poking fun at it. And that takes it back to some of the hypersensitivity with your Vegeta fans who found... Oh yeah, like my Trunks feature films always had Vegeta playing the gay character and it's like, Vegeta's not gay, you know! He He had kids with Bulma... Like, well, yeah, no shit, I saw the show too. But, you know, <laughs> this is just a comedy piece. So, I don't know. I guess I, I like the opposite of hypersensitivity. <laughs> you like the laid-back people. Yes. All laid-back right. cool folks. Corey, how about you? What are you thankful for? Can I just start by pointing out the irony that Dragon Ball started out as a comedy, essentially? Yes, I know. <laughs> and it, people has no sense of humor about it. Right, right. Uh, to me, in all honesty, um, I'm grateful for being able to meet people that are just genuinely cool people. I mean, I know that factors into what she's saying, you know, people that don't take it too seriously, Mm -hmm. which I think, not to cast a stereotype, but I think that happens as people get older. I think a lot of people that are kind of, you were talking about us back when we were in our high school slash college days. 10 years ago versus today. I mean, mean, you know, real intense about it, real passionate. We're we're still ourselves. Yeah. We're still ourselves. We still have the same beliefs overall. Yeah. But I think things are presented differently. We have better humor about it, I think. I think it's something where we've realized, okay, 
Dragon Ball is a part of our lives, but it's not necessarily something we have to be so fixated on. And if anyone contradicts any of our opinions, we have to fight them with like brass knuckles or some shit <laughs> right. like that. I mean, yeah, I mean, the fact So you're that thankful for getting older. <laughs> I'm, I'm grateful for Dragon Ball giving me perspective about how hobbies should be, I guess, in my life. Okay. And being able to meet people of a like-minded mindset. Because, I mean, hell, being able to just bullshit with Heath, bullshit with you. Mm-hmm. All right, Heath, as you uh, take a sip of your beer there, what are you thankful for with, I love you, man. <laughs> with the Dragon Ball community? Really, at the end of the day, I'm just thankful for having fun. And I think the, the people really help out with that. But then even for me, just working on the website, I mean, mm-hmm. I have a lot of fun doing that. And I have a lot of fun, you know, just sitting around and talking to people. And it doesn't even have to be Dragon Ball related. Yeah. You know, like we did an hour before this. So, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, it just, you know, just to sit back and relax sometimes. I, I really like to do that, but still hang out with friends and watch Dragon Ball, talk about Dragon Ball. And I think that's what this is all about. Yeah. And turkey. <laughs> and turkey. Well, hell, last time you and I, after the last podcast, stayed up to like 4 a.m. talking about random shit like hair metal. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, that's the thing. And that's my answer as well, is I've made really good friends working on this. I mean, people have been to our wedding. People are here at our house now, all because we all started watching this stupid show from Japan. And look what this has done. I mean, I love that you guys can come here and we can just relax. We don't have to talk about Dragon Ball. We can talk about, if you want to talk about hair metal, that's fine. You're going to school me. So Sailor Moon. (laughs) So Sailor Moon. I love Sailor Moon. But I'm friends with all you guys because of, because of anime, because of, you know, Dragon Ball and video games Mm. and music. Dragon Ball Evolution. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'm friends with you all because of Dragon Ball Evolution. It brought us together. Specifically the PSP game. <laughs> Unless anyone has any final thoughts, that's where I want to end it on the subject of community, on uh, an upswing and a thankful and grateful message. Any okay. final thoughts? Well, I just maybe like to end it on, like I said, I've had fun doing this for so many years. And that's why I keep going back to Dizenshu X forums because, you know, I really like the people there, I really love the grammar rules. And that's one reason why I don't venture out too much on the internet, because I don't have the patience to mess with people that cannot spell. So I've ruined your experience of the internet. No, I ruined it, because I had those standards long before I met you. If you've ever played Fallout 3, it's like you run the vault, and everything else is like the capital wasteland. That's a good way to put it. Sounds great. Haven't played it yet. That's really depressing. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's end it there. I I know Jeff had something to say. Jeff? Yes, if I may. Jeff, why don't you scoot in over here to my microphone? You are on this show at least once a month. Yes. You're just our friend anyway. Mm -hmm. But you come here to talk about Dragon Ball. Get over here towards the mic and talk. Well, that's the thing, Mike. Uh, I wouldn't be your friend if it weren't for the fact that your community uh, is big enough to have sub-communities. We're able to meet people that apparently I knew in high school had no idea was in the same stuff that I was and had an awesome boyfriend at the time that I'd later become friends with. And uh, through the other sub-communities that you're parts of would allow me to have enough of an ego to start my own little sub-community. So, I mean, maybe that's like a third wheel type of thing, but I think that's enough of a mention right there. Jeff is the third wheel, and he's grateful for being the third wheel. I am not. What's his name? <laughs> and you have a beautiful man voice. Why, thank you. Yes, yeah. I'm, I'm the best announcer you could ask for right here. All right. That's it. We're going to talk about community a little bit more. Oh, we wait. Have... I got more, too. What do you have? I think it's awesome that Dragon Ball in 2009 still has... Ch- 
has such a thriving online community, and I don't think a lot of other series that are as old as Dragon Ball can say that at all. Well, and, and just, you know, how active everybody is is almost amazing sometimes. And then not even that, but just how many young people are really mm-hmm. coming in. I mean... We knock young people, but I think I, it's great that they well, provide it, this And you almost have to have audience. them, because I don't think I'm going to be running a website when I'm 50 and just sitting around. The people so, that were running the sites when we started aren't there anymore. No, we can't talk to no them. No one is around. And if they are, they're probably on your forums. There's Greg's Steve. around. Yeah. There's Steve and Greg. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We are officially done with our thoughts on community, but we have other thoughts and we have some emails. So uh, we're going to take a quick break. Heath, you're going to grab those questions there and we're going to pass them out and talk about them. Before we get into uh, our international communities, which I'm really excited about talking about, we have two emails here. Uh, the first one comes to us from Jake. Mary- this is not a typo? This is not a typo. Okay. We'll get wait, to wait, that. Wait, 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 wait. So is the next one actually from Jake Jake? <laughs> yes, one is from Jake and one is from Jake Jake. <laughs> okay. I swear to God. Mary, why don't you read this first one here from... Jake Jake number one. Jake Singular. I have a question for you guys that isn't specifically about Dragon Ball. It's more about the site. I heard that a while back that the site closed for a while. Why is that? I was just wondering. Mary, you and I were talking about this, and we're trying to figure out what the real answer was. Right. I think I know the real answer. Mike's lazy. (laughs) (laughs) There's a little bit of that. That's the hidden answer. So this would have been around 2002, because I know I restarted it with Julian in 2003. What happened at the time was sites were being shut down left and right because of bandwidth issues and hosting. It was difficult to just keep your site up. I mean, oh, are you talking about Ginga Giri <laughs> Not just Caster. Well, Caster was just known for killing a site. Right. Yeah, yeah. And not only a site, just the whole server. Mm-hmm. It was terrible. We could not keep our sites up because the hosts were changing their terms of service. You never knew what you were going to get a bill for $10,000 for later. I remember watching you switch uh, yeah, hosts. Yeah. Rapid fire, it seemed like you had the Pokeball.net, you yep. had mm-hmm. the, when you had it on the Rutgers server. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, it was just all over the place for it a while there. And everyone was on free hosted sites. Right. They right. were just, you know, well, you're taking up too much bandwidth, so you're going to have to go somewhere else. Right. Yeah. So that was the main issue. The secondary issue was community. And we were talking about being younger. That wasn't that long ago, but I think there's a big enough maturity difference that... Seven years ago. I wasn't having fun anymore. It it just was not fun to run my website and be a part of that community at that time. It was brutal back then. I think that was like the worst time. Well, think about what was going on. Season 3 began in 1999. We're still in that period of... Funimation's English dub was new at the time. Yeah, that was like the Cell stuff back then. Cell going into the boo. And to not be a fan of that or even want to be watching it and still... Trying to run a site. (laughs) Still run a site and participate in an English language community. Yeah, plus a lot of people... A lot of people, like you were saying, a lot of people had pulled up stakes at that point because you had Planet Namek shutting down. You had Castor, I think, finally gave up trying to relocate his site after Vegeta Insane to uh, 3G and then you had um, who else closed down? I know Chris uh, Soros shut down DBZ you just Uncensored. Couldn't run sites anymore. Yeah, I mean, people. I think a lot of people just got burned out because it was kind of like this fighting the good fight mentality to a certain degree, and then it just kind of blew up on people, and they just got kind of sick of it. Yeah, I know that's one of the reasons. Like I said earlier, I retreated from the community for a while, and I did the same thing. Huh. I mean, for a while, I took almost. Two or three years off, and when I came back, you know, that was right after high school. Mm-hmm. I was about halfway through college when I started Constantine. Right. Because I came back and there was nobody around. Yeah. And everybody had left. It was easy to 
yeah. you know, become a leader at that point. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> All right. I think that answers that question. I'm going to read this next one here from Jake Jake. Yes, it's Jake Jake as opposed to just Jake. Jake squared. Jake squared. So, guys, here's what Jake Jake says. I think I'll open with a frank and outlandish statement and say, Funimation Dragon Ball fans are not fans of Dragon Ball. I know you aren't keen on treading toes when talking about Funimation fans, probably because you look onto them with the same as you do as Sick Dog. But please, hear me out. Let's forget about the Dragon Ball franchise for a bit. Imagine Star Wars. Imagine for its 40th anniversary, they released some ultimate special edition of Supreme Uber Awesomeness. In this edition, John Williams' classic score has been replaced with updated guitar and synth scores. James Earl Jones is replaced by Joan Rivers as Darth Vader. No. Most of the script has been changed, including a touching scene when Owen is speaking to Beru. I don't know who these characters are. He randomly spouts out... Cat loves food, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look familiar? Somehow, this update of the franchise has received quite a following on its own, independent of the original fandom. Honestly, how could they be called fans of Star Wars when most of the content that defined it has been removed? Would the original fans want to be bunched in with these individuals as Star Wars fans? Now let's review. Change a dodgy score better suited for a porno? Check. Swap a main villain's awesome voice actor for an old lady? Check. Switch for a random and inaccurate script. Check. All this is how Funimation violated the Dragon Ball franchise with a piece of broken glass. I understand that there are those who enjoy this dub, but I really hate it when they attempt to call themselves Dragon Ball fans, when they know nothing of how it was originally written, originally composed, and how it was originally meant to be watched. The three of you here, I'm not going to take this for now. How do you feel about Jake Jake saying that someone who enjoys this version of the show is not a fan of Dragon Ball? Point at Corey here. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> We've had this discussion a couple times. All right. So anyway, I, I'm kind of torn on how I would reply to that. I mean, yes, it is a very different show, obviously. I think a lot of us can agree on that. Maybe not going so far as to say they're not a fan of Dragon Ball, but it's... I don't know. Part of me wants to say right on with what the guy is saying, with what Jake Jake is saying, but part (laughs) of me also wants to say it's it's kind of on that how I was back when I was in my late teens when I was in high school or something when I was like, yeah, you know, gotta fucking fight the good fight and all this stuff. It, it just feels almost comes off like you're being an ass. Yeah, because, I mean, I feel like there's a way to approach something with a stern, you know, um, resolve, but not so much with a uh, just fucking punching someone in the face with it necessarily and mm-hmm. just trying to necessarily be uh, inflammatory. My... Initial gut reaction is, yeah, I totally agree, but then I have to stop, take a step back and think, okay, well, what if that person watching this version, that is all they know, Dragon Ball in the US and the original Dragon Ball, they both share the same name. Like, if they changed the name of Dragon Ball into the, in the US to, like, something else, and they said, oh, I'm a fan of, kind of like with Robotech and Macross, you, you say, <laughs> I'm a fan of Robotech. You don't say, oh, I'm a fan of Macross, but I've only seen the both. American version. You can be both. You can be both, I guess, but in this case, we're just talking about here and the it's just almost like you can't be. Maybe if it was a case like with Robotech and Macross, and you say, yeah, I like them. I like uh, Robotech. You know, that's clearly just a U.S. repurposing version of it. It's trickier with Dragon Ball, I guess, because they share the same name still. Mm-hmm. But if that's all they know, then that is still Dragon Ball to them. And they would say, yes, I'm a fan of Dragon Ball, because that's, that's the name of the show that was on TV. And if they don't, you know, put in the effort of checking out the Japanese version, that's on them. But And who's to say that's wrong? I mean, yeah. we love it, and we want people to also love it. 
But if they don't want to watch it, if they don't care, I mean, I'm a fan of the 80s Turtles cartoon. I know that is not Ninja Turtles. I know that is the most popular version of the show. I know it's not canonical. I know that's not how the characters were originally portrayed. And the super hardcore fans will tell you, that's not Turtles. You're not a fan of Ninja Turtles. Mike, you're blowing my mind here. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Well, can I interject with one thing? Sure. I guess the thing that I would think whenever I read something like this or think of the Phantom in general is, uh, how much of the show would have to change necessarily for someone to see it as a separate entity? Because, I mean, I think back to the, uh, what was the name? Harmony Gold? Yes. The company that did it way back. You know, Zero is our hero. I would would argue that that dub is more accurate than some of the Funimation Despite the name changes? Despite the name changes. Well, the reason I brought it up is because even though, you know, it maintained for the most part, it did have the original score, right? Yes, they just re They yep. just redid the lyrics. Um, but characters' names were changed and stuff like that, whereas you have kind of the opposite with the English version where yep. characters' names are the same, music has changed, scripts are completely... Sometimes they hit the occasional odd statement like, um, you know... Uh, Cat loves food. <laughs> well, I was going to say yeah, they. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say they take the occasional odd statement that's been floating around the fandom for years, like the uh, you know I am neither Goku nor Vegeta. I am the answer of, yeah. of defeat, even though that's not the translation. Right. You know, it's you know stuff like that where they obviously are mindful of what people have been passing around for years, but it's still not. Bryce has something to say. Yes. Why don't you get over towards the microphone? Um, this is just out of curiosity. Has anybody ever really accused you of saying like, oh? you're a fan of the anime, even if it's a Japanese version. You're not a real fan. The manga is what Toriyama there originally are, wanted yes. it to be. Wow, that's like sub-subgroup yes. sub yeah, arguing. There are absolutely. Just last week on the show, Kendamu was saying, you know, I'm not that big a fan of the TV version. I'm mostly a manga fanboy. And our conversation uh, turned into, oh, I'm basically playing filler the video game and how different that is for someone coming from the manga uh fan base i think that exists and that conversation happens but for whatever reason it doesn't turn into anything more than oh i mostly just prefer the manga it, it doesn't seem to go any further than that with any kind of debate over why Thank or god dick well, size i think it. it's real easy to draw the line in between the two and go okay this is the original still frame version the comic book the manga this is the animated version you know the anime you know they're two very distinct entities there's no kind of overlapping even though obviously you know one is based on the other mm-hmm Whereas it seems like a lot of people want to claim a parody between the two of, you know, the English version and the Japanese version. Again, I I go back to personal preference Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And I think it's great that those people like what they like and other people like what they like. I think there is a point where you kind of do draw the line. The part is it's a very big gray area. There is no real definition of what is one show and what is the other show. And the only thing that I really noticed was about two weeks ago, right before we reviewed the Dragon Box, Mm -hmm. I popped it in and I decided, hey, I'm going to listen to the dub for very unknown reason because I have not listened to the dub in years, Mm -hmm. literally. Drinking game. (laughs) Yes, it was a very good drinking game. And I noticed right off the bat because I decided for the hell of it, I'm just going to leave the subtitles on. And that was a very bad idea because I got very confused. There were instances where there's a shot of Goku thinking to himself, and you can tell it's, you know, just dialogue going on on the subtitles where he's thinking to himself. But in the Funimation version of the dub, Vegeta is actually talking Mm. the entire time. 
And there's a, a lot of instances that I found where that happens. And it was just very odd because Vegeta's line was never even in there to begin with. It, it, we kind of talked about inserting lines, dialogue rewrites. And when you get to that point, I think that's the big gray area. Does that really bring anything to the show? But then we also have to look at if you're not willing to do the research or if you just don't care that's your show, you then, can it, be then it is not that's an fine. issue. It is not an issue at all for you, and I think that's fine. Now, for me, it's an issue because I do the research and I look. But if you don't do that, you'll never know. And so I don't see why it would be an issue for those people. And can I bring up one other thing? It yeah. seems like that has been another big trend, kind of the cool kid in school thing to do, is kind of play completely apathetic to either side of the argument. Mm. You know, a lot of people will come in, and it's funny because it's, it's, it contradicts itself, but people will come in and basically go, I don't give a shit, and then walk away. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, why the fuck did you post? <laughs> well, then you run into all those arguments from people on, you know, various forums across the internet where they state something as pure fact and that's how it happened. And someone, you know, and I hate to go back to the, the negative aspect a little, but I think it, it needs to be brought up where someone comes in and says, here's what actually happened in the Japanese version. And they don't even come across as, you know, I'm correcting you. I'm just giving you information if you care. And you get people that just rebut and horribly. And that's where you get in with the yeah. silly weeaboo comments. And it's like, well, if you wanted to talk about it, why they don't just you want, want to the talk answer? about what they know? Right. Yeah. Because, you know, they ask a question and you come and give them the answer and they'll go, well, that's not what it said in the dub. And when your response is, well, that's because that's dub only, they're mm -hmm. like, well, you're an asshole. <laughs> And you're like, what? It's threatened by your information. <laughs> threatened by you. Yes. Oh. Well, like they had a I have thread. a very big penis, so. <laughs> well, like they have a thread going on right now about Heat's big penis. I yes. mean, uh, <laughs> it's about uh, Vegeta's death scene. I mean, they're talking about, well, couldn't this be, you know, accurate or is it more accurate than we thought? I guess just based on the events, the circumstances in the series. And it's mm -hmm. like, well. Not really, because it seems like forced character development, kind of pushing the character to a place he wouldn't be at this point, much less like a hundred episodes from now. I, I think it's just a fight for people trying to, like you were saying, trying to justify, you know, what their fandom is exactly. I, I think if you ask the question, you should be willing to hear the answer. I yeah. agree. I agree. All right, let's move on. We're going to talk about international communities. We've talked about ourselves a lot. We speak English. We're American, goddammit. That's what we know. We speak American. Fuck yeah! <laughs> We're very ignorant as to the ways of our ways international of the world. audiences. There's a the rest of the ignorant. world? There is a rest of the world. Oh so what I asked on our forum was for some of these international audience members, tell us what has your community been like in your local area? Can you tell us what have you had, what don't you have? So we're going to read a few here. Mary, can you get us started with Bra from Netherlands? Okay. Here in the Netherlands, the Dragon Ball community has basically died by now. The reason is simple, really. Dragon Ball Z and GT stopped airing on TV here around 2003. During that period, the fan base here in the Netherlands was immense. Almost everyone had built a site about it. But then most people started watching Naruto and then later Bleach. Thus, most fans were converted to fans of those other fan bases, saying DBZ sucked in comparison. DBZ communities became smaller and smaller. I always managed my Dragon Ball Z site as well, Bulma.nl, and I still do. I have my very own little community, a Dutch forum. It doesn't have as much members as this board, though. 
We talk about all, all sorts of Dragon Ball things, like a lot of other Dragon Ball communities. Most people who visit my site these days are surprised that my site is still around, and now watch Dragon Ball Kai out of nostalgic feelings. As for releases, we have no DVD releases here anymore, except for that crappy Big Green movies thing released in 2001 through 2003 or something. We do have the Kanzenban release now, though. That's about it. Import is our friend. So anyway, for the most active fan base, you'll have to be able to speak another language besides Dutch. Because DBZ disappeared off the radar here mostly, sadly. It's been looked upon as a fun memory of our childhoods. But for some like me, it's still as awesome as ever. Excellent. What do you think about that? Just small little Dutch form, that's all they have. It's interesting, though, that they had, um, we have a bit of this here in America, too, where Naruto comes along, and it's the greatest thing since sliced bread, and right. Dragon Ball kind of sucks, but the difference here is that once Dragon Ball, uh, not Dragon Ball, once Naruto hit, like, the major filler stuff, you kind of had a bounce back of, wow, you know, now that Dragon Ball Z filler doesn't look so bad by comparison, maybe Dragon Ball Z wasn't so bad. Right. Oh, you mean because it was spread out? Yes. <laughs> so now it seems like it's cool to like Dragon Ball here in this country again, which I think is another reason why the community here is still thriving. Mm-hmm. It's kind of got a little bit of Naruto backlash going on. <laughs> well, and, and does it help in North America that we get unlimited releases of everything over and over? True, true. <laughs> it's still in the public consciousness. Except for the Kanzenban. <laughs> Let's move and on I, here. I take offense to a crappy big green dub. <laughs> hey, hey, you're going to watch. You're going to watch that big green I dub because I brought it. All right. Big green. Speaking of which, where's the uh, closest ABC store? <laughs> Just for that, Corey. We're gonna skip on ahead. You're gonna read uh, on the next page here from Godo from Sweden. Here, we had only one single forum with a website named www.dragonball-se.com with the last volume of the manga being released and the owners of the site going to study in university the site just died out. That forum was one of the greatest forums I have ever been on and it's sad that it's not there anymore. It had members from all ages and even though it had a Dragon Ball section, it had some sections where we members could socialize. Heck, we even had our own rap where the members were described. My name then was Demon Lord Piccolo and I was described as a gigolo. (laughs) Wow. <laughs> I think I'm done reading this email. That is awesome. No, no, you, you all right, all right, all right. Going. <laughs> it was a neat and small community with members crazy about Dragon Ball, knowing each other very well, and there were seldom any fights or flamings or trolling. The members also had their own mail addresses connected to the site. Thank you for some good community years. <laughs> Care, Caverol, and Neil. Nail. Nail, if you see. Yeah, okay, so, yeah. <laughs> we're American. Yeah. We don't know what we're doing here. <laughs> Speak English, damn it! <laughs> I like that. They had their own rap about their community. That's certainly something we can't say. I mean, we have a Julian remix. We have a, a GT rap. We have a GT rap. <laughs> Step into the Grand Tour, Grand Tour. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> All right, and for that, you're going to read here, Heath, our next one, Timo from Germany, ah, our good buddy Timo. Timo. Back in the days when the original Dragon Ball aired in Germany on RTL2, and when the German release of the original Tonkobon wasn't complete, there was a website. No, the website for German DB fans. www.dragonballz.de Of course, there were many other sites as well, but this one was the biggest, having the largest forum and most content. Actually, it wasn't so different from the English-speaking sites content-wise. You had your guides, pictures, music, and video stuff to download. Of course, many full episodes and songs. I think most of the guides, reviews, and such were translated from English websites. I remember one thing that would become the reason I thought, wait, something is wrong here, for the first time. It was a review of Movie 13. Of course... At that time, there was no German release for this as well as no English one. It was a review of a fan sub. 
Yes, the fan sub, Anime Labs. The reviewer was fascinated how cool the dialogues in the Japanese version were. Wow, they said fuck, and other harsh insults. He even quoted from the fan sub. Since then, I was only in the forum which was called Another Dimension Board, and ignored the actual website. I think the German community in these days wasn't much different from the English-speaking one. A lot of false knowledge, no sense for what's legal, hoping for a better DB future in Germany, uncut TV airings, better dubs, and of course, there wasn't much information from the Japanese site. A Daisenshu? Never heard of them. Perfect Files? What? Nowadays, the site is a mess. Like most of the German Dragon Ball fan sites, it became a site for all anime manga stuff. The forum is full of kids, and you can't stand it anymore. Of course, the show still has fans. I think it has a huge amount of fans, but most of them were introduced much later to the German DBZ airing with the awful dub. The same people buy the edited and dub-only releases of anime and other stuff. Since I don't give a shit about most of these people, I don't know whether there is a real German Dragon Ball forum or community anywhere. Most old school fans I know are my friends anyway. I sense a little bit of uh, egotism here coming from Timo where, you know, screw all these kids taking over my site. Uh, I just want to talk to my friends. I guess I understand that. There's nothing wrong with that. Some capacity. Get off of my lawn. That's right. So big thanks to Timo here. I'm going to take the last one. Uh, this comes to us from, uh, is it Nils McLeod? Nils. Actually in the chat right now from Belgium. He wrote a really long response for us, so I'm going to try and uh, pick out just key sections of it to read. It's a great story. You can read all of these over on our forum, and I'm hoping there'll be some more responses as well by the time uh, we get done with the episode. So all in all, in my home country, only select few people these days are still into Dragon Ball. I think I've maybe seen only two people on this forum who are from Belgium. There's not much of a local organized community to speak of. At one point, there was a website that's not being updated anymore, Dragon Ball Benelux. But now, nada. That's why we come here to Dysenshu BX. We Belgians, since we didn't have any sites of our own, usually visited forums from the Netherlands. They usually had some pretty standard info site that focused on multiple anime that aired during the period. Yu-Gi-Oh, Metabots, hell, does anyone even remember that one, etc. As for Dragon Ball, they usually had episode summaries, info on the Super Saiyan states, pretty incorrect sometimes, and those sorts of things. But from what I remember, it all felt very rushed. To top it off, Dutch Dragon Ball-related sites were all the same as far as content goes. It even escalated to such an extent that some site admins were getting into heated arguments about who hadn't been copy-pasting, which only goes to show you how young the fans were. It's a recurring theme here, is talking about the young fans. A lot of forums also didn't take any offense in linking to sites that offered downloads to full episodes. When DBZ stopped airing in Belgium after the Cell Saga, most of my friends started downloading them. I'm proud to say I never did. Then around 2004, sites slowly started shutting down. It got more and more quiet around the forums until eventually the community was as good as dead. So yeah, in a nutshell, the Belgian online community was pretty meager to begin with, testified by the fact that we never had any noteworthy fan sites, so we all went to Dutch forums. Then it all just died a slow death. So here we are a couple years later. Today, the amount of Belgian sites involving Dragon Ball can be counted on one hand and are nigh impossible to find. As a result, we had to look for other places to share our interests. Where do we end up? I'm currently here on Daisenju EX. I have to say it's one of the greatest communities I've... All right, I'm not going to read the rest of that because we don't need to talk about how great we are. We've talked about We are that. awesome. We are awesome. So I love the stories from these countries where the community dies... And it's all the same story after that. We had to go to another country to find somewhere else to talk about it. That constantly releases things. Yes. And <laughs> they all end up here. Of course, they're all ending up here because I asked on my forum. So, I mean, that's kind of a 
selective sample. But no, it's funny. In all honesty, I think the life cycle of this show in the U.S. has been perpetuated by the fact that they just keep releasing it over and over again. Each release is different. It's not like, you know, ADV's Evangelion when they just... same thing over and over. Same thing over and over again with the, you know, exception of the uh, restoration that they got from Gainax, the, uh, what was it, the renewal set that they released as the Platinum. For the most part, just the same thing over and over and over again. Mike, you, you mentioned that uh, you, you get fans from all over the world, and I think that yeah. goes for both of us, because just before I came here the other day, I, I got online and looked at who visits, and I think we pretty much get every country in the world. Yep. And uh, I'm sure that goes the same for you, and it's just... It's weird to see sometimes that you know, we get a lot of people that even post in our comments. You know, it's our out, it's our excuse. But what I describe is that the Japanese version is the sole version of the show that can be and is enjoyed globally. Well, and our site traffic kind of proves it. Right. And I think for the most part, I mean, you can, you can go back and just look. And most countries went with the original score. They mm-hmm. they include the Japanese version. They that's what a lot of people want the original, and I think it that's really caught on here in the states in North America that that's what people want, and that's what they've really switched to. And then you also have Funimation now repackaging things, and just the way DVDs are sold for anime anymore is totally different than how it was right. even five years ago. Well, I think it's great that they all ended up here and they all speak English better than, <laughs> than most of us. Uh, most of us do. So I appreciate all of our international audience members and how we are going to show our appreciation right now because they have a chance at winning. We are going to give stuff away. We have prizes. We have more prizes than I said we were going to have. So let's just go over to our contest right now. Episode 200, to celebrate, we have you know done a show, but we're also giving away fantastic things. First thing we're going to give away is Raging Blast for the PS3. Now, we reviewed this on the site recently. A copy of the game to give away was courtesy of Namco Bandai. This was a hugely entered contest. The winner is number 177. Congratulations! <laughs> and number 177 is Richard Jarrett. So, congrats. Yay! Raging Blast on the PS3. A lifetime supply of Raging Blast. (laughs) (laughs) Next up, we are about to give away a copy of Funimation's Dragon Box. This Dragon Box here is courtesy of, I think he's still in the chat, Tanuki Kuribo. So uh, many, many massive thanks to our Mafia boss from New York for donating copy of the Dragon Box to give away. So let me run the random number here, and uh, let's see who won. The winner of the Dragon Box here is number 122, and 122 is Vince Ostrowski. I hope I'm pronouncing that correct. So congrats to Vince for winning the Dragon Box. We're not done, though. Wait, what? Dun, dun, dun. You may have been able to see it in the background there, but uh, there are actually two Dragon Boxes Stacked on top of each other. He wins two? No. <laughs> Vince wins one, but Funimation was kind and gracious enough to send us another Dragon Box to give away here on episode 200 of the show. So I'm going to pull another random number from uh, the Dragon Box entries, and we're going to announce a second winner of the Dragon Box. The second winner of the Dragon Box is number eight. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> number eight is Royce Murray. You are the second and final winner yeah! of the Dragon Boxes. Congrats Come on down! Away. Oh my god. 
We're not done. Oh my god. <laughs> Mike, this excitement is killing me. So we reviewed on the show many months ago the Yeah Break Care Break CD single, closing theme to Dragon Ball Kai. Now the winner lived foreign somewhere. I don't remember where they were from. Uh, we went back and forth. They were saying, oh, is it okay that I live abroad and you still ship it to me? Absolutely, I will. And we went back and forth, and uh, I never got their address. So I've been sitting on an extra yeah break, care break. Since then, I'm going to give it away now. One of our lucky winners is actually going to win two things. I'm just going to throw it in with one of the other prizes. So I have randomly assigned numbers to the prize winners. I'm going to pick a random number between one, two, and three. I'm going to assign them in order if you follow this. So number one, they get it. If they don't want it or already own it, I'll go on to... The next prize winner. And so one through three. So one of the three people here is also going to get a copy of the Yabra Kibra TV single. Let's see who this is. I believe the first winner of the Dragon Box was Vince. So Vince has first dibs on the Yabrake Carebreak CD single. Yeah, and then it goes down in order to our second winner and then back around to the Raging Blast winner. So we're going to make sure Vince wants it. Congratulations to everyone. I have to give another round of applause. The number of entries was just astonishing. You guys really wanted your freaking dragon box. Heath, you guys are giving away a copy of Raging Blast as well, though. Yes, we are. So uh, the contest is over. You haven't announced a winner yet. When's that coming in? That would hopefully be on Monday when I get back home. Excellent. Or Sunday night, depending on how late I get in. Because I have a three-hour layover. Well, almost four-hour layover in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yay. I could do it then, but I don't have a laptop. (laughs) Wow, 200, Mike. Yeah, 200. Can Can you imagine 400? Guys, it would not be an episode of Dyson Chewy X without talking to Julian. So, I have recorded something with him. I was sitting around the other day, and I got a call from Julian, which I thought was a little weird. Um, so, I'm just going to go ahead and play this for you guys. Uh, Julian, hi. Hey, Mike. How are you doing? Doing good. Uh, where are you? Well, where else should I be? I'm here in Sapporo. Uh, you didn't fly to the U.S.? Why? I mean, I took the overnight train up to Sapporo. Like you said, the 200th episode celebration was going to be at a Japanese restaurant in Sapporo. I mean, I've been waiting for further instructions here, but... Um, Julian, 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 come on. This, this was explicitly clear. I mean, there's an address and everything. What do you do? Oh, there are was? You, are you in Sapporo, Japan? Yeah, so what part of the city is it in? I'm flabbergasted. Am I going to be staying with you guys? Because I'm pretty cold right now. This is the most unlike you to not read, to not follow directions. Look, you wanted me to come here, so I did. Let me let me get this straight. You were expecting us to all fly over to Japan together to meet up with you in Sapporo, Japan. Well, yeah. I I have no words for you, Julian. Well, I think the last train's run, and I'm not sure how I'm going to get to the airport, and it's cold. While I'm speaking to you, I may as well get some of your thoughts on the subject of our uh, podcast recording here for episode 200. I, I can't believe I'm doing this. God, you, you joined me when I relaunched Aizen Chewy X in 2003. We have become fantastic friends over the years. We were aware of each other's existence before then. You and I posting on alt.fan.dragonball. Give me your thoughts on community 
as it relates to Dragon Ball, not just online, but offline as well. What do you think about this? Well, I think it's fantastic that there is such a fan community for Dragon Ball, because I don't think that I would have been able to be a fan for this long were it not for the many creative and talented people out there who take their own like for this series and turn it into something worthwhile for people like us who enjoy it. And frankly, I think that's what really makes things worthwhile for me as a fan. It's the other fan's existence that drives your continued fandom? I have to say so, because, frankly, I enjoy the series, but I would not be this heavily into it without other people who are like-minded. I think I agree with you, and that's why I enjoy having you working with me on the site and on the podcast. It's great to play off of each other and work in collaboration. And it's not just us anymore. I mean, we do have our great friends over at Konzentai and everyone on our forum. We all get together. And I think were it not the fact that we all talk together on a daily basis, the drive to create new content from our end and from their end, and it's not just us, you're talking about all the fantastic creative works out there in Japan, in the U.S., talked about fan parodies fan manga fan fiction all that stuff i think just adds to itself and keeps us going at least that's what i'm hearing from you that's right and even though there's sometimes a somewhat lackluster official product i know we've been complaining about some things and we may appear kind of jaded but we're still fans at heart and it's really nice to have other fans who we can talk to about these kind of things because really the endless analysis and the wondering what would happen if they replaced this voice actor and all of that you know it's some people might consider it just idle speculation but it's fun yeah i'm with you what else you want to say for yourself well i'm getting married next year Ah, is it official? I thought it wasn't yet. Well, it is kind of official. I just haven't given the ring yet. So there's been a question and an answer without a ring? It's more of an agreement, really. But um, (laughs) I I wanted it to be a surprise, but it kind of didn't work that way. So, Well, congratulations to you. You joined the ranks of the married Dragon Ball fan who, I don't know, somehow still manages to survive. Yes, and now I just need to find the time to finish all of the things that I have half done right now. Half done? I'm, I'm looking at like 98, 99% done, and it's just a little bit of dotting the eyes, and you and I get some stuff finished that's been sitting there since, oh, I don't know, 2003? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll get that on that eventually, you know, between work and, I don't know, it's just been a crazy couple of months, but uh, I'll see what I can do. Well, it's true. I mean, that's part of community is... W- you know, when I relaunched the site in 2003, you and I, in conjunction, you know, we brought Ties NGUX back with you know this refocused uh, set of ideals and goals. I was in college still. You were in college. We're not there anymore. I mean, it's yeah. di- it's difficult to say and think about it this way, but we are. We're grown adults now with careers and families and. It's a different place for us, and yet we still have these lofty ambitions that we're probably never going to realize with the content we're creating, but it's still fun to aspire to that and think we're going to do it and plug away at it in the meantime. I have to agree with you there. Now, if you just give me a little more free time, say, (laughs) you know, maybe extra 12 hours every day, that'd be great. I'm going to work on that for you. And uh, as soon as I, you know, finish up that alternate dimension theoretical analytics creation stuff, I'll uh, work on it for myself as well. And, you know, the site will 
stuff. Damn straight. <laughs> anyway. All right, Julian, we don't always get to talk to you as often as we want to, but you and I have reached uh, four years of this show, the podcast. Daizen X is going on 12 years Kind of starting January 98, existed by myself for a while, transitioned over, took a little around a year off, then you rejoined. All in all, it's been 12 years of Daizen X. It is 25 years of Dragon Ball now. I'm very glad to have you with me, and I can't wait to see what another dozen years of the site brings us. Yeah, I think it's going to be a pretty fun ride, because frankly, I did not expect to see so much of the kind of revival in fandom that's happened over the past years. When we came into this in 2003, there was the news about the revival of the manga, but all of this stuff was completely unknown to us, and I think Frankly, it, it's been a lot more interesting than I thought. Yeah, I'm with you. 1997, Final Bout was, as far as we were concerned, the last video game. And then there was this rut of nothing. The new video game started coming. The Kanzenban started coming. Here we are heading into 2010 with this sort of HD remake of the show. I just got three CDs in the mail today, all of which came out <laughs> this month in Japan. I cannot believe, and I would never have believed, we would be where we are now. And it's not just the revival. It's the fandom's response to the revival. All these new types of discussions, and even if they're not new types, just new variations on old discussions, I think you and I can both agree that it's everyone else that keeps us going, and we're really glad to have them along for the ride. Definitely. So, with that in mind, I wish us in the podcast a happy 200th episode, and to a great many more. Julian, I'm uh, very, very sad you can't be with us to record the full show and then hang out with us for several hours afterward. But if and when you decide to come back to the U.S., uh, you got a place to crash. You know that. All right. Well, if things go the way I intend, I may be back in August with the wife. So maybe you'll get to see both of us. Excellent. I'm very, very much excited for that. All right, Julian, you uh, you work on that train schedule and get yourself back home. Try not to be too cold. <laughs> Sure thing. <laughs> All right. See you, Julian. See ya. That actually wraps up episode 200 of the show. I don't even remember all the stuff we covered. I, I had a good time. This was really an excuse to get people to come out here and uh, drink beer with me. Drink You're welcome. Beer. Drink beer and play in the snow. That's Woo-hoo. right. So, uh, Mary, thank you for showing up. Yeah. It was <laughs> difficult, but I managed to get here all in one piece. Yes. Thanks for having me. Corey, thanks for driving up. You're very welcome. So you're going to leave now, right? Uh, Since you were late. Yeah, after I robbed you blind, sure. <laughs> Heath, thanks for flying out, man. Oh, you're very welcome. I, I have no more words. I have Bryce, out. thanks for hanging with us. Now get out of my thanks house. Your cat <laughs> <laughs> Do you need a band-aid well, or anything? Um, actually, the one scratch you Okay. <laughs> we got stuff for that. Jeff? I want to thank Bryce for scratching me in the process. <laughs> Mike, thanks for picking me up at the airport. Yeah, no problem. That's what I'm here for. We're done. We're going to uh, collect our thoughts and head up to New Brunswick and <clears throat> drink. Can we make more. a snowman? We can make a snowman on the way. <laughs> on the way. <laughs> In the car? <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for everyone here and everyone listening. This is episode 200 of the show. Here's to another 200 of the show. We'll see if that happens. And another 25 years of Dragon Ball to keep us talking about the same stupid arguments over and over again, but I wouldn't have it any other way. So, for now, and until then, my name is Mike, Vegito EX, and uh, wow, 200 episodes.
Can I have a beer? <laughs> no, go get yourself a beer. Can I have a beer too. <laughs> Are we taking five? So. Um, no, we'll keep going. <laughs>